Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Um, It is January 2nd, and we are back with another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast here from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. I am Brent Smith, and today I am joined by three other fellows. Uh, To my left is Jacob Kingsley. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jacob. How's it going? And if I had a kazoo, I'd play you a song in honor of the new year. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Mr. Ricky Roush. Happy New Year, all. Hello. <laughs> and Ricky is um, one of our favorite people here. He has joined us on the worship team in the last, what, six months or so? Yeah. Um, he's an amazing keys player. Yes, he um, is. Has a great ear. Also, just a great dude all around. So we're very happy to have you here with us, Ricky, today. They don't have great ears, by the way. They're saying <laughs> I'm a wonderful and, keyboard player. And to be clear, he still has two ears. Oh, he does. Yes. He does. For those who can't see. <laughs> and then last but definitely not least, we have uh, Mr. Phil Nelson, Pastor Phil Nelson. Hey, happy uh, Happy New Year 2018. It's going to be a great year. We're um, going to get into 2 Corinthians chapter 13 today. And as always, I will do setup on what we do for our conversation. Um, if you want to read along with us today, please join us in an ESV Bible. That's what we typically try to stick to um, to keep some continuity throughout episodes and so that you can read along with us as easily as possible. Um, so Second Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to read using the SOAP method as we always do. It's an acronym. Um, S stands for Scripture, as we will read through the Scripture at the beginning of this conversation. O, uh, when we're done with the, the Scripture, we get into observation. Observations. Um, what parts of the scripture stuck out to each one of us, and um, we just kind of expand on that a little bit. We go into the A in SOAP, which is application. So we discuss how these things can be applied in our lives every day. And then the P is prayer. We always finish with prayer to wrap things up and um, to end just on a nice note. So anyway, um, we'll go ahead and get started, unless anybody has anything else they want to add before we do. All right. Nothing from me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so we will go ahead and get started, and this time let's start with you, Jacob. I think last episode we went counterclockwise and started with Phil. So we Good will go memory. to Jacob this time. Thank you. And we'll go around to Ricky, Phil, and then end with myself and then start again. And just so you know, too, as we do this, each one of us will read two verses out of the chapter. All right. Second Corinthians chapter 13. This is the third time I am coming to you. Every charge must be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. I warned those who sinned before and all the others, and I warned them now while absent, as I did when present on my second visit, that if I come again, I will not spare them. Verse 3, since you seek proof that Christ is speaking in me, he is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful among you. For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test. But we pray to God that you may not do wrong, not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. For this reason, I write these things while I am away from you 
that when I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Okay, that is the end of Second Corinthians chapter 13. Observations. Um, what stuck out to anybody here? Well, in the end of Second Corinthians, Paul is, yeah. Yeah, true. is yeah. finishing up this letter. And so, again, he didn't write in chapters, so this is just the ending part of his letter. He's mm-hmm. reminding them. You know, before he's done talking, he's just like, hey, mm-hmm. I've, I've warned you about some stuff. I really hope you'll listen to it because mm-hmm. it's words from God. Yeah. And I love you. <laughs> yeah. like, I, s- summed up. We'll get into more. <laughs> yeah. He's wrapping, and that's a podcast. wrapping it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I felt like he was like me talking to my children. Like, this is the third <laughs> time I'm coming to you. Every charge must be established by the evidence of these two or three witnesses. It's like, okay. Would you listen? <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes, like reading especially First and Second Corinthians, and then I know it goes on uh, in the letters of Paul through Galatians and on and on, but I, I often, when I'm reading Paul's words, I often see him as <laughs> treating the Corinthians <laughs> like he's trying to, to train and walk a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always like, would you just do what I ask you to do? Yeah. Like in pulling and yanking the collar when the dog just is like not wanting to move, mm-hmm. you know? And you see that on and on with the Corinthians, the Galatians, the Philippians. And, I, and it, poor Paul. <laughs> poor <laughs> Paul. Well, no one will listen. I think it goes back to, as well in the previous episode, you, uh, previous episode, there's no T on the end of that word, um, where you referred to the Corinthians as still drinking spiritual milk. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're still not matured, and he's like, "Come on, grow up!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you please learn these yeah. lessons that I've taught you? They're so simple. Mm-hmm. And if Paul was present in 2017, I feel like I, he would be writing to me and Phil. Would you get with the program? <laughs> grow up, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't just for the Corinthians. This yeah. is for us today. Yeah. Well, and I think too we can read especially this year as he's just reminding them he's like listen get it in shape we're like gosh paul you're kind of harsh um like have a little grace right like there's supposed to be some grace sprinkled in we have to remember that he had this like incredible relationship with them that there's this whole timetable of his relationship with the the corinthians he goes and he founds the church there he's gone and he gets this letter um and he realizes that they're doing some stuff wrong and he sends them a letter he's like stop yeah and it it doesn't stop, and so he gets a letter back from the, some Corinthians, and then we have what's First Corinthians, so that's his second letter. And then Paul goes there, and he's like, okay, this is not good, and then he hears more bad stuff after he's left, and he writes them a really bad letter. And after that, he writes them another letter, which is this letter. Again, he's being a papa bear. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> he loves them, and he's invested in them, and so... You know, we read this, and it's not to total strangers. It's these people that he has a relationship yeah. with. And he's like, goodness gracious, like, I really hope that when you examine yourselves, you see that you have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Like, that's not something he says in vain. Like, he's earnestly yeah. praying 
and they're not a nuisance to him. If mm-hmm. they were, he wouldn't be writing and, and continuing to reach out to them. He, like you said, he loves them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting the application between uh, you mentioned how he we talked to our children, and you look through it's it's kind of almost a scolding at the beginning. He's kind mm-hmm. of saying, "Hey, look, <laughs> two or three people saw this. This is serious business." And then, as God often does with us, and as we do with our children after we discipline them, He comes back and He says, "Hey, look, let's rejoice. Let's aim for something higher. Let's mm. let's restore one another. Let's let's greet one another." And then He f- ends with. Um, the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the whole saints be with you all. Just like we do with our kids, you know, we yeah. we discipline them, but but we always hug them after. We always say, hey, look, mm-hmm. you're better than this, you know. And it's it's just interesting, the parallels that we see here versus our Christian walk versus our walk with our kids versus yeah. our everyday walk, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a great, great. observation. Because mm-hmm. I, I just did that with my son the other day, man. You know, sometimes you're just like, like he is at the beginning, you know, this is the third time that I'm telling you this and I'm tired of telling you this, you know, but then afterwards you're like, man, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've made him feel bad. Like, I don't want him to feel bad, you know, he needs to know that I still love him. And it drove me crazy when I was a kid and, you know, I earned every discipline. I earned every punishment <laughs> I got, but, you know, my mom and dad were, were pretty consistent with letting me know that, you know, we, we love you. And we're doing this because we love you. It drove <laughs> no, me not. crazy. But now having two kids and uh, having to uh, offer discipline, uh, it is so difficult f- from the parent perspective of loving my child so much and wanting them to just understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, there it is. It's Paul. You know, it's, yeah. we definitely can try to relate. Yeah. It also is interesting that he touches on so, I mean, this is a short passage, just a, a few verses, but he touches on so many things. I, a couple of things jump out for me. It says, since you seek proof that Christ is speaking mm-hmm. in me. And I think as Christians, there are many times that we we want that proof because, um, you know, it's faith, right? We we Faith can be hard. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, hey, look, he's um, you're seeking proof. And then he goes on and he says, look, Christ was crucified in weakness, and there was a portion of the Bible where he has asked, you know, his father, can, it, can this cup be taken from me? Mm-hmm. And he says, just like we are weak in him as well, but but we have God's power in mm-hmm. us to give us that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that, that power that we need to live. And it's it's so interesting that, that just a, um, a passage like this can be broke down with so much so much and it you know, mm-hmm. goes examine yourself and 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 see whether where you're at in your faith and it's kind of like a synopsis of what you should be doing as a christian yeah <laughs> really yeah, yeah. It, and i'll say too like um i think phil and i were just talking about this a little bit yesterday but it, it's amazing to me when we do this podcast be, before we started doing this podcast um i would read my scripture and read through it and think on it a little bit try to break it down and analyze it but i was never able to really break it down and apply it to today my life today as much as we do in these conversations because and i think that's one thing that might appeal to a lot of the people that listen to this podcast because we read one scripture scripture and then we talk on it for 35 minutes and we could keep going yeah you know mm-hmm. like it, it and it, it i never had it open up to me like that before until we did this podcast so i hope that that's reaching people in what we're yeah. doing here and having them understand that there's so much to be learned and absorbed and discussed in the scripture that we're reading every day yeah, I uh, 
I was just sharing with you, I think it was the same discussion that you just referred to, mm-hmm. Brent, but um, my hope and desire ever since we started talking about the podcast and, and really just brainstorming and developing uh, the vision of it is really that people in all frames and forms of uh, the walk of life would be able to find encouragement and it would motivate uh, people to just be in the Word of God and allow the Word of God to fill them up and encourage them and lead them and give them wisdom. And I must be honest, um, just a couple nights ago, I was uh, it w- I was up pretty pretty late uh, with my uh, two-month daughter, and um, I was listening to two podcasts in a row. And I tell you what, it filled me up to overflowing. Um, you know, an- another shout-out to Pastor Daniel, who's not with us, but he's usually on the podcast. And mm. He just had his uh, baby girl, Hannah, and uh, so he's uh, taking care of mom and, and Judah and, and his baby girl. So shout out to Daniel. We love you. Happy New Year. Um, but any, anyways, this podcast is for everyone, uh, pastors included. <laughs> mm. um, I grew so much just hearing other men and women talk about what they're, um, what they're learning and what they're focusing on. And so I, I really hope this becomes viral and this can become uh, just a source of hope and encouragement to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, it's interesting. And in, in, in all of us, I'm sure, here have read the Bible, and hopefully those other listening do as well. But you kind of read it and you and you skim it and then you apply what you that's going on in your life. And then as you get in these type of forums, you kind of... Uh, you unpack it. You open the mm-hmm. box, right? Yeah. And so you see all these things and you hear things and we're all at different walks in our lives. Everyone has a different situation. Everyone has different age group. Um, and so I, I think that's so cool that you can glean all this stuff and then maybe apply things that, you know, um, uh, it, it was just interesting. So mm-hmm. when for, take perfect example, the text that you sent about uh, to you, it meant to me about not oh, coming yeah. in and you took it as not coming in. And I was like, oh, that just means coming in. So the text was, <laughs> don't knock on the door. We could be recording. So right. I took it as, well, just the door's open. Come on in. You know? <laughs> For the listeners, too, uh, we were recording a podcast before. Yeah. And uh, Ricky uh, came while we were still recording and uh, misread the text <laughs> and came on in. So it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because in Scripture we look at that and, and we say, well, this is what it means to us. And then the pers- another person says, well, uh, no, that's not, that's not the way I read it. And then you hear all these things. And I think that's why the Bible says don't forsake assembling together in Absolutely. a group of people mm-hmm. because you see so many different personalities, so many different walks, so many different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I mean, and even it, Christ it, Jesus didn't live life alone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He lived it in community. He did. Yeah. And it just, it makes this 2d text take on a 3d does. version yeah. to where there's right. so many different aspects coming in. Like you said, people see, everybody sees it differently for where they are in their walk at the time. And it just makes it come alive to where when I read it, yeah, it, it, it applies something to me, but it's hard to expand yep. on it like this. So, um, are, does anybody else have anything observation wise? Um, observation wise, uh, it's two different verses that kind of tie into the same thought. Um, in verse five, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith, test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourself that Christ Jesus is in you, um, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. And then he says later, 
For this reason, I write these things. He's talking about the whole letter of 2 Corinthians. For this reason, I write these things while I'm away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. He says, listen, guys, I know that there is unhealthy things. There's unholiness. There's unrighteousness. There's sin still in the church. There are still things in there that should not be in there. And when I visit you, if things aren't in order, I'm going to have to be severe because God doesn't take lightly unholiness, unrighteousness, and God is going to be even more severe. And so for your sake, when I get to you, I'm going to try and whip you into shape, remind you of the truth, so that way when Christ eventually comes back, you're on the right side of things. Mm. And so I think it's important for us to examine ourselves, that we don't get to be excluded from this. We're like, whoo, he's just talking to the <laughs> Corinthians like, Paul's talking to us. We should examine ourselves. Are there areas, and this is getting into application, but right. are there areas in our lives where we're allowing you know, unrighteousness and unholiness and basically just stuff that shouldn't be there? Mm-hmm. Are we all right with that just sitting in our lives? We need to examine ourselves and be honest about that in our lives. And with that, in verse 10, uh, what you're referring to, Jacob, I think it's interesting that uh, what is driving him from taking his authority and being severe is not to tear down. Yeah. It is all about building up. And Paul's mm-hmm. letters in the New Testament is all about edifying the body, mm-hmm. building people up in unity of the faith, Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not just coming in and just uh, losing his temper right? and just being angry because he's not having his way. He is all about the building up of the body of Christ. And if he has to get severe in using his authority to get people to understand what this is mm-hmm. about, then he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. commendable. That's impressive. Yeah. I, uh, I need to strive to be more mm-hmm. like Paul in that area. Mm-hmm. And in Corinth, too, there were whole house churches and whole assemblies of people that didn't like Paul. They're like, Paul's not actually an apostle. You know, look at what his life used to be like. God isn't using him. And they were disregarding everything. Mm. And Paul still caring about building them up you know he's gonna call them not not for his own sake so that way he can you know have that self-esteem back up but that he's like but you're missing out on the word of god and i don't want you to and so there's in the midst of people against him and trying to tear him down he is still trying to build them up in the faith of jesus christ Mm. wow and i think um i think it'll allow a good segue into application um when I say that I think this is a really good time to be reading this chapter, um, as in I spoke about that on the one right before Christmas, about how it was really cool during the Christmas season, which is kind of the beginning of Jesus' mm-hmm. real story here on earth when he's born, going into from that conversation where we were talking about you know the rapture mm-hmm. and about the end times and all that kind of stuff when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this also allows a really cool opportunity for us because it is this is the first podcast of the year that we're doing and I think it's a good chapter for us to just kind of examine and get back on track and have the way that he's talking to the Corinthians kind of be him talking to us and making us kind of you know snap back together and be like okay it's the beginning of the year let's follow Mm -hmm. what he's saying here and let's move on into the new year with this in mind so from that going into applications does anybody have any way that we can apply this yeah. Um, wow. Um, that's a really good uh, point there. 
<laughs> I'm I'm just my the, you seem the wheels in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, it, it's just starting to get my wheels going. Of wow, mm-hmm. I did, I never looked at it that way in the sense of how fitting it is uh, for us and our listeners in 2018. Mm. It's it's really a call to realign ourselves. It's realignment, and mm-hmm. that's what he's talking about. And um, uh, uh, Ricky actually mentioned this in the observations, but verse three and four, where he talks. Um, he is not weak in dealing with you, but is uh, powerful among you. For he was crucified in weakness, verse 4, but lives by the power of God. That's great. We can always recognize that. You know, Christ walked in the power of God. Uh, it was the power of God that raised mm-hmm. Christ from the grave. But then he goes on, for we also are weak in him. But in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. Um mm-hmm. I think starting out the application, especially now in view and light of 2018, kind of a, a New Year's uh, resolution or realignment, how often do we focus on our weakness and not focus and hone in on the power of God living in us through the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know about the listeners, but so often I find myself operating by my weakness, trying to change and fix my weakness, trying to focus and, and get discouraged and beat myself up because the weakness, when the power of God is right there. Mm-hmm. And really, we have a choice every day, whether to focus on our weakness or to focus on his power. Mm-hmm. And it's really one of the biggest decisions we'll ever make daily. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. I think it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's human nature to kind of go to what uh, what the devil wants us to, right? <laughs> and that's that's weakness mm-hmm. in, in everything. Yeah. So in, in many ways, you know, you're weak to temptations. You're weak to uh, different things at home. You're weak to the workplace. And I, I think what we have to do is go back. And I always used to tell people, do you, do you believe, and in, in almost 99% of the people are going to say when you ask this question, do you believe that God's word is true? I do. Do you believe in all of his promises? I do. Well, there's a lot of promises laid out in the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you b- truly believe those promises, you could have a pretty powerful, impactful life in general. But the onus is on us then to to believe them, you know, believe in God's power, believe who he is. And, and he promises us that, that the power is there. It's up to us to claim it. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that another interesting thing for application is it says that you really can't speak against the truth, right? Truth is power as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we know the Bible is true. We know we have God's power. So we have kind of the, the, the double whammy, if you said this. We have <laughs> truth, which you can't speak against, and you have power, which you can't beat. Mm. And uh, believing those things, right, moving forward. Um, and, and it's interesting. This is the first. This will be the first podcast of the new year, but... What a powerful year you could have if you just believe those two things. If you yeah. believed nothing else except that the truth is power and, and that you can't speak against it and that you have the power of God, um, as you say, well, great 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> You're uh, all set. Yeah. Um, I'm drawn back to Acts 2 where uh, Peter, after Pentecost, is, is preaching to the multitudes. Mm-hmm. He talks about once they're convicted to, uh, to the heart, 
They say, what must we do? And he says, repent and be baptized. And going back to exactly what we're talking about is what we need to do is to believe Mm -hmm. and then to apply it and walk in that. Uh, What Peter's saying with that word repent is actually not just turning from sins. You know, we say, well, repent is turning. Yeah, that's part of it. But the whole gist of repentance is belief, a shift in perspective Mm -hmm. and a shift in belief. How often do we, like you even said, how often do we say, yeah, I believe in the truth. Yeah, I believe in God's promises. But are we really shifting our perspective to those promises? Or are we, again, going back to verse 4, are we shifting our perspective to our weaknesses? Even though we believe God, we believe his truth, and we believe his promises, where's our perspective shift? Where's our belief um, system and our values? Well, it's either in the weakness, in the flesh, the patterns of the world, or in Christ, in Christ alone. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think um, going into that, you know, going into the new year and and examining those things, uh, verse 5 says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith, faith, test yourselves. How do we test ourselves? Uh, I think we should talk to the recent college grad, you know, <laughs> going through all those exams and all that stuff. What do you relate to this? It's been a while since I've uh, been out of college, <laughs> no, I so I think I... <laughs> I think when he's saying test, he's not talking about give yourself a written exam, right? <laughs> like, that's not what, what Paul's trying to get. Um, I think a test is earnestly, an, an, an earnest evaluation um, of where you're at. And so for me, as, as Paul is talking about, you know, test yourselves, for us, the modern reader, I think a great place for us to start is go to 1 John, because 1 yeah. John is all about the characteristics if Christ is alive in you. Yeah. And so growing up, my dad would always tell me, he says, if you ever want to know if Christ is working in you, go and read 1 John. And if you say, yeah, that looks like my life, that looks like what Jesus is doing here, then Jesus is in you, like Paul is talking about. Yeah. But if you look at that, you're like, what in the world does that look like? It's the love of God in me. Yeah, yeah. it's looking in a mirror, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow. And another great way, and this goes back to why we need community, is you can test yourself by going and asking somebody. I can go to Pastor Phil and say, Pastor Phil, like, do you see the Holy Spirit working in me? Right. And I know Pastor Phil well enough, to be honest, and there are times where I'm sure he'd say, you know what, Jacob, in this area of your life, you've really not shown the fruit of patience yeah. or whatever it may be. And so having those people that we trust to be able to speak into our lives is extremely important. And people that value you Absolutely. and who are going to edify you and, and build Absolutely. you up. And that's exactly what Paul is all about. Mm-hmm. It's good to be, to, to as, as it says here, to test ourselves. And, and as you guys mentioned, you know, I think a, a good way is to look around you and, and the Bible talks about your fruits will show. And, and, you know, I think the litmus test for something like this would be, you know, how, what is your everyday life like? You know, mm-hmm. what, what is it when no one is around and, and, and there's no one to uh, kind of bounce things off of? How do you mm-hmm. react uh, when you're in the world? Are you, uh, are you, as the Bible says, are you in the world and of the world? Or are you just, you know, uh, what does that look like on a daily day to day basis? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I think it's largely it's, it's self-examination, uh, talking with others. And then, of course, go back to the gold standard, which is which is the Bible, right? What does mm-hmm. the Bible say about certain things? Um, always checking ourselves. I think largely that's 
largely some of the problem in the world today. We've lost that. We, we, we don't have that, um, that backing. So we don't have the, the pattern. We don't have, you know, what is, where do we go, go back to? What yeah. do we fall back on? And I know in my, in my world, um, you have to have that, that base, that first pattern, the, the number one, you know, and then you, everything gets off of that. And when you start losing those things, uh, you don't check yourself, then we, we get into trouble. We yeah. could have mm-hmm. Paul yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, too, um, talking about the, the golden rule, um, you know, I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and it seems like every day I'm teaching them about that lately. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Owen, he's three, so he's a little, you, you have a little more leniency towards him than you do Riley, the six-year-old, because you're like, oh, he's still three, you know, because he'll throw something at her and hit her or whatever, and she'll go hit him back. And I'm like, why'd you hit him back? Well, because he hit me. I'm like, yeah, but you have you're you're the big sister. You have to set the example if you can. You need to rise above that. You know, I said you can't just go around doing the same bad thing back to other people all the time. You know, you have to rise above that. And well, why doesn't he have to? And it's hard to explain to a six year old that a three year old has a little more leniency because they're a three year old. But, you know, it's that same way everywhere. And, and I saw somebody. Um, post something on Facebook the other day. They said, wouldn't the world be a beautiful place to live if everybody lived by that standard, if everybody yeah. did unto others as they would have them do unto them? Yep. And it would be beautiful, but then they followed it up with, but we don't live in that world. So I think as believers in Christ, it's we have to live to a higher standard, and it's Absolutely. it's it's hard to do that sometimes. You yeah. want to be of the world and be like, well, they did it to me, and you know what? I'm sick of taking it, so I'm going to do mm-hmm. it back to them, you know? But it, it's just a lesson that, you know, you got to learn, and it, it's just so hard to take that to the world and try to bring, you mm-hmm. know, more people up to that level. So mm-hmm. maybe it we is. can do that this year. Yeah. <laughs> be good. That'd be a good goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be. I even think... It's a little off subject, but I think uh, can tie it in a little bit. I think about what the body of Christ, our local body here at Elevation Community Church, but any other local church members uh, of other congregations listening, but also the bigger picture is the body of Christ. Uh, If we truly took Scripture seriously (laughs) and began to build up the body and to take all the scripture that we've been reading over the last six months, a chapter a day. And we started making it not about us, but making it how to truly, purely, lavishly serve and love one another. I believe our churches would change the culture and atmosphere of this world. Mm -hmm. It just takes one body to start that flame to start the spark. This is what Paul was pleading for. This is what he was beaten for. This is what he wrestled for. This is what he, he was imprisoned for and ultimately died for was the gospel message of Christ, which results in purely loving one another and building the church up as Christ would have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want that set of me guys. I want this set of our church. I want this set of the other churches in our community in Cincinnati and the state of Ohio and the United States of America and China and Japan and Africa and you name it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, that would literally, that would change the government system over time. That would change everything Mm -hmm. is if we would just begin to operate 
as the body of Christ, loving and serving one another, growing up in every way to the fullness of Christ. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah. And I believe it will happen as this conviction begins to stir in people's hearts. Yeah. And can I nerd out here just a little please, bit? Please, Brent. So if anybody has seen the new Star Wars movie. Oh, boy. No spoilers, please. No. But the rebellion mm-hmm. is dwindling. They're facing a lot of pressure. Mm. But what they say is we will be the spark that mm-hmm. lights the fire of the rebellion. And I just, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, man. Look at me. I didn't even watch the movie, and I'm full of truth here. Wow. We have that power. We can be the spark that lights that fire that is the change that changes the world. I I think you're right. And to to go deeper, and and it's it's some people. Was that not deep enough for you? No. (laughs) Are you going deeper in in nerddom? No, no, no. no, I'm I'm, I'm good there. I'm good there, Brent. Never seen Star Wars in my life. Appreciate it. Never. That's not high five. Okay, guys, don't stop listening. Please. Don't yeah. stop listening. I feel Just further divide between you and I for some reason. <laughs> you, need, you need to love. Also Star Wars love Ricky. Can you just I practice do, what do. Phil just talked about, please? <laughs> Build you up. need to come to my house for a sleepover and we'll watch all of the movies I, I, all together. I wouldn't mind watching it. Everybody says it's good. But but no, in, in all honesty, I, a lot of people used to ask me uh, when I was doing some ministry stuff and preaching, what do they think the biggest, what is the biggest hurdle of Christianity? And my response was the biggest hurdle of Christianity is Christians. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because as Christians, and not only Christians, but in every religion, every walk of life, what we get really good at doing is picking and choosing. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, for me, this part of the Bible is really easy to do. Mm -hmm. That's really great. But do I really have to serve that person that I don't really like that much? No, the Bible says here that if they've done something and they falsely accused you, you can do this, you can do that. But in reality, God is love, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're right, Phil. If, if if we as a group of Christians got over all these petty differences and really just got to the point where we're going to do what the Bible says from Genesis to Revelation, not pick a couple things out that really apply really hard to us, but truly do what God says, um, yeah, I think it could be a, a really a revolution, a movement. I, I really believe that. Yeah, absolutely. I've always said that as churches grow, I, I don't think that if you look at, 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 at Jesus's, um, if you look at Jesus's ministry and you go through the, everything, I, I don't really ever seeing Jesus ever advertising and saying, and I don't, I, I think churches should, but I, I firmly believe if you do the right thing, the way that you're supposed to do, the word of God is more powerful than anything that you or I could ever mm-hmm. put forth. Mm-hmm. And, and it draws people. The love of God draws people. Yeah. Just, I mean, you again, you look at Jesus' ministry, not kind of tangent, but, I mean, you had thousands and millions of people following this guy, and all he was doing, he had God's power, and he had truth, and he preached, and that's everything that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, that's again, that's the onus is on us to do those things. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good... Sorry if I offended any Star Wars fans by not watching the movies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Anybody I else? A, I think that's a great place to end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I guess that'll wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. We can go ahead and finish with prayer. Does anybody want to pray today? I will. Okay. Father, for just a minute, we just pause from our busy days. We pause from the hustle and bustle of life. We pause from even the distractions Uh, going around inside of us and around us. 
And Father, for a moment, we just want to ask you to help us search our hearts and examine ourselves. Just like we read today, that we would we would look in that we would look in that mirror of your model of love all over uh, the gospel. And um, Father, this is a hard prayer for me to to pray every day, but it, it must be prayed. And that is, Father, help me not make my life about me. Help me to take myself off the throne of my heart and put you into the throne, your rightful place of my life. And so for everyone listening, God, and the guys in this room, I just pray, Lord, that you would take your rightful place in 2018 in our hearts, in our lives, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our families, Father, in our churches, in our communities. Take your rightful place. Uh, there's such power in just receiving and living out the word that you have prepared for us by your Holy Spirit. And I just pray that you would continue to spark what we've been talking about, a movement of love that's not about ourselves, but it's about you being lifted up, you being exalted, you being elevated to the highest place. And so all the needs that are represented uh, in this room, and on this podcast, God, that you would just uh, have your way, show your faithfulness, show your provisions, and draw all hearts to yourself. It's all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, that's going to wrap us up for another installment of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, but also thank everybody that's here today. Um, Jacob? It was great. <laughs> Ricky, thank yeah, you so much for joining you us. Guys. All right, come back and join us anytime you want to. Absolutely. Phil, I don't know so much about you, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It, 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 it is always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Phil. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Um, as we head into this new year, I just want to wish you a happy new year, and we will talk to you next week.